Greetings, and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the intersection of security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that condenses 5 to 20 hours of reading and analysis into a 15-minute summary, as well as regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise, curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 278, starting off with security news. CISA ordered federal organizations to patch their Pulse Secure VPN installs by last Friday, and the RCE vulnerability is being actively exploited. So if you have Pulse Secure VPNs, you need to get that patched. Ransomware gangs are now reaching out to unscrupulous stock traders who would benefit from information that can negatively affect a stock. So basically, if you knew beforehand that a breach were about to be announced, you could short their stock beforehand and make money. And it also works in the opposite direction, adding more reason to pay for the victim. A lot of people say this won't really matter, but I think it will. I think people who are on the edge, on the border of maybe paying or maybe not paying, this could potentially nudge them. Japan says a member of the Chinese military unit 61419, also known as TIC, launched attacks against its space program, JAXA. And Dan Kaminsky died last week. He was brilliant and kind, and our community has been deeply affected by his loss. I really love Jeff Moss's idea of having Dan Kaminsky Award that goes to people who not only find or create the most interesting things, but those who do it with unrivaled humanity. I wasn't really close to Dan, but we did talk about a number of security ideas over the years, and he was always the same, smart and pleasant. He'll be missed. MI5 says 10,000 Britons have been targeted on LinkedIn by Russian and Chinese intelligence agencies. China's government has released an application that helps people report mistaken opinions and people who deny the excellence of socialist culture. Some serious Stalin stuff here, basically. And they're doing all this in preparation for the 100th anniversary of the CCP. So they basically don't want anyone bad-mouthing it while it goes on. It appears the CodeCov vulnerability may have affected hundreds of companies. So similar to the BlackBot and SolarWinds attacks, the supply chain incidents are highlighting the extent to which we depend on third-party software. Moxie found a bunch of vulnerabilities in the Celebrite system, and he's got a really excellent write-up on it. You should definitely update Chrome ASAP. There's been just multiple phases of Chrome updates recently. And another one very recently, so I'm not even going into the details on them. It's uh, multiple phases, just keep it updated. And definitely update right now if you haven't recently. Attackers going after SonicWall email appliances using three vulnerabilities. And of course, mandatory snark on Twitter basically says you should have used a firewall. Of course, you still have to have the port open, so I guess it would need to do some kind of inspection. 
If you have a QNAP NAS, you need to patch immediately to prevent QLocker ransomware. More drama about QNAP. I don't know why anyone is still using those things. Drupal has released patches to versions 7 through 9.1 for a vulnerability that can result in system takeover. Geico has had many customers' driver's licenses stolen out of a database that they managed or administered. They're warning customers against fraud as a result. Deep Instinct has raised $100 million to continue providing threat protection using deep learning. And MasterCard is acquiring identity verification company Akata for $850 million. Technology news. Facebook and Twitter just rolled out their Clubhouse clones, probably just in time for nobody to care. Google Fi is now six years old, and it has a new Simply Unlimited plan for $60 on a single line. That's for unlimited calls and texts in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Facebook says their employees can continue to work from home even after COVID. And Amazon is bringing palm-based authentication to Whole Foods stores. And IBM posted revenue growth for the first time, I guess, in five quarters. So four consecutive quarters of declines, and they actually posted a profit. Human news, please keep India in your thoughts this week. They were seeing less than 100,000 COVID cases a week in early February. And last week, they saw 310,000 in a single day. And of course, that's going to get worse this week. This wave appears to be affecting young people as well, and their medical facilities are simply being overrun. The brain appears to rotate memories to avoid them being overridden. Manhattan will no longer prosecute prostitution. Even a single night of sleep deprivation impairs the waste removal function of the brain, and the situation is not fixed by sleeping properly the following night. Takes multiple nights, evidently. Sleeping too little in middle age can significantly increase the risk of dementia later in life. NASA flew a helicopter on Mars, I think multiple actually. California is ending oil extraction by 2045. And the EU is going to allow travel this summer from vaccinated U.S. travelers. I was thinking I would go to London, but it's not in the EU anymore. Quite sad. And panpsychism, the idea that everything, including atoms, are conscious, is gaining support in the academic world. Content ideas and analysis. The evolution of tech. As tech advances, it moves from helping people manage things to helping people manage themselves and others. Tired. Here's an OS for managing your files. Wired. Here's an OS for managing your life. Inspired. Here's an OS for society. Sponsored by Palantir. Suicide lower in COVID. Number of sources are reporting that suicide is down during COVID. I wonder if this is because the pandemic gave people a clear reason and scapegoat for being unhappy. In short, maybe it feels way worse to feel bad if you feel there's no explanation and therefore nothing to fix. Innovation industries, porn, gaming, and ransomware have something in common. Probably not what you're thinking, whatever that was. But innovation, 
Uh, porn did tons of innovation in the world of video. Gaming has innovated massively in computer graphics, among other things. And now ransomware is pushing what's possible in terms of malicious monetization. Not the same kind of innovations, of course, because uh, the ransomware stuff is not some new tech that's being developed necessarily, but a confluence of different monetization types. Notes. Book club yesterday was spectacular. I agree with someone on the call who said it was their favorite hangout of the month. I'm not sure how or why, but I'm just genuinely surprised and grateful for how much I'm enjoying being part of the UL community. It honestly feels like the version of the internet that we were promised but never got. We're also working on adding some additional meetups, including one in Meetspace. And next month's book, if you haven't heard yet, is The Red Queen by Matt Ridley. But seriously, thank you all for being part of this and making it possible. And not sure if you noticed, but the header image for this episode of the newsletter is different. It's part of a site-wide redesign that I'm working on. It'll be relatively subtle, but I like the change of the logo. And for those interested in logo geekery, the new logo basically represents circuits or connections. The first part of the logo is an upside-down U for unsupervised. The second part of the logo is an L for learning. And the orphan dot, which my girl actually came up with, fills out the square design and represents a connection that's not yet been made, signifying that there's always more to learn. Discovery, SEMGREP, a brilliant new tool for doing static analysis very quickly, which I heard about from my friend Clint, who's one of the founders over there. Clint is from TLDRSEC fame. But this thing is like a super configurable version of CREP, except with signatures for lots of different security issues, plus support for lots of languages and with integrations into GitHub and Slack. But if you have any need for static analysis of any kind, you definitely want to check this thing out. Remote Hunt, a tool for finding remote tech jobs. The Extortion Ecosystem, a fantastic blog by Recorded Future on the various ways ransomware gangs try to monetize. I Think You Should Leave, a show that I've heard a number of people talking about lately, and I plan on watching very shortly. It's not very long, otherwise I probably wouldn't, but evidently it got passed over like in 2019, kind of got panned, and now people are saying, no, it's really good, and you should check it out. Lessons learned from a pen tester. Really good set of uh, advice in here about what this pen tester would have done or wishes they would have known back when they started. And recommendations. If you produce spoken audio content, consider increasing the speed by 5 to 20%, especially if you're just conveying information and ideas as a single presenter, as I do on this show. So here's the benefits that I see from this. One, it saves time, which matters a lot. Two, extra speed provides a gentle friction to understanding in the listener. And this is also done by using a very small font size uh, in text, which you see a lot of science journals do. It, evidently, it makes you consume the content better because it's hard to get to. Almost like dating advice a little bit. And uh, many people believe this absorbs uh, better or leads to better acceptance of the content. And three, it gives the impression of better content, perhaps by removing the annoyance of delays. 
This one was actually just spoken a little bit faster because I needed to hurry up uh, this morning to get this one out. But I am going to go back to slightly speeding up the show just to, uh, well, for all the reasons that I mentioned above. And the aphorism of the week, a matter that becomes clear ceases to concern us. A matter that becomes clear ceases to concern us. Frederick Nietzsche. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. And here's your next podcast.